Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and I am so excited to have as my guest today, Jennifer Powers. Uh, Jennifer Powers is a highly sought-after coach, speaker, and author. She is a leading expert in helping professionals improve their confidence and competence so they can live and work at their full potential. She combines over 15 years' experience in management and entrepreneurship with masterful coaching skills to help professionals uncover their own secrets for success. Her services include one-on-one coaching and powerful interactive workshops and group coaching programs that are tailor-made to meet the needs of each client. Her areas of expertise include self-empowerment, coaching, and communication. With clients on five continents, the infectious energy and excitement Jennifer brings to her work inspires change in the lives and businesses of people across the world. Jennifer is a member and has served on the board of the Northwest Coaches Association for three consecutive years and is the past president of the Oregon chapter of the National Speakers Association. Jennifer is a contributing author of the book entitled Speaking of Success, along with best-selling authors Ken Blanchard, Jack Canfield, and Stephen Covey. Her recent book, Oh Shift, How to Change Your Life with One Little Letter, is available in bookstores nationwide as well as Amazon.com, which I believe it is a bestseller on there. And her websites are JenniferPowers.com and OShift.com. So, Jennifer, I am so grateful to have you here. Welcome. Are you there? Thanks, Edie. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Hi. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm just very excited to have you here. And I just wanted to ask you, first of all, I just wanted to say that your book is really great. It's mm-hmm. it's so it's funny. Um, you know, the subject matters. Sometimes people are don't necessarily want to talk about change and all the things that go along with that, but you make it so inviting and fun, empowering, and and laugh out loud funny. So um, <laughs> that's I just, good. <laughs> I really, seriously, it is um, it is one of the best books I've ever read on how to change in a really practical way um, that that sort of puts you in the driver's seat and makes you feel empowered at the same time. So. Um, thank yeah, you so much I, for writing that. that. Yeah, you're welcome. I figured if we're going to do the work to change, we might as well have fun and, and giggle along the way, right, Edie? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, there are several laugh-out-loud moments in there. Um, I'm thinking of the Pac-Man story, and um, I could just go on and on. But um, Yeah, and actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. How and actually, fun. <laughs> and Jennifer, um, you were actually mentioning in your book, O-Shift, that's the name of it, um, you mm-hmm. say that your emotional state is dis- is decided by you, and can you expand on what that means exactly? Yeah, um, we. I think the book really, when when you look at what that message is, it's really about choice, and mm-hmm. so many of us feel like we don't have a choice, and mm-hmm. I just want to remind everyone that in any given moment of every given day, in every situation, in every relationship, in every job, in every conversation, you have a choice, mm-hmm. and this is something that we tend to forget, and we definitely forget it when it comes time to choose our emotional state. 
Yes, because absolutely. we feel like that emotions are like wild horses, and and they are, right? <laughs> they are. However, even a wild horse with practice, right, and training mm. can be tamed, and and we can don't like train ourselves to choose our emotional reactions, and mm. in in doing that, choose to maintain a state of well being, yeah. and and joy and comfort. Mm-hmm. And I know that you were um, one of the things you mentioned in the book is your reactions. Whatever um, another meta, one of the other great stories in there is the whole dodgeball story. Um, you know, you there. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, no matter how many um, times we may try to avoid certain situations, um, we're going to be thrown the, those balls, and it's just a matter of what do you do? Um, do you? It's so. It's really what you're saying is it's a matter of how you react to the dodgeball, right? Yeah, it it really is um, because we are going to be pummeled and and we're going to be hit and we're going to fall down or get bruised or our ego is going to hurt right or or someone's going to say something or do something that's that's going to be less than desirable for us mm-hmm. in our existence. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Yeah. And the sooner and quicker we we get to uh, be okay with that and determine that things don't happen to us. Mm. or against us, but things just happen and that we get to choose our reactions. It's how we react to that which happens that gives us control of our lives or no control, right? right. So, <laughs> yeah, so it really is like life is like a game of dodgeball, if you think about it. Uh, we're, we're, we're constantly having to make choices to jump and and sort of fly out of the way of things that can make us unhappy, Yes, and I even remember. I remember playing dodgeball in school. We actually called it war ball. Uh, we took it pretty seriously, and um, uh. I can remember. Um, you know, a lot of times this is one of the few games I was actually pretty good at, and I was really good at catching that ball. So, isn't that maybe another option? Is to obviously we want to change the way we react to situations, but but maybe we can also catch some of those balls that are coming our way and, and use them to our advantage and take them and run with them. What do you think of that? Yes, I think every opportunity, every ball that's being wailed at us, whether it's pretty <laughs> or whether it's going to hurt or, or feel good, every ball that's being wailed at us is an opportunity to um, not only get out of the way of, but to learn from, right? Mm. So when you're talking about yes. catching it, I think we can catch it and avoid the sting, right? So mm-hmm. avoid the reaction of, oh, I've been hit, and say, yeah. ah, this is what's happening in my in my experience. How can I learn from this? How can I turn it around? How can I shift it, right? Mm. So absolutely, I think catching it is, the, the, we don't want to miss the message. We don't want to miss mm. the lesson. Oh, I and love that, that. And that exists in everything, as you know. Absolutely. And Jennifer, you were mentioning ego, which I know is, um, <laughs> which is a, it's kind of a funny topic sometimes, and or a very serious topic, depending how you look at it. But when we're, someone's looking to change, how does our ego get in the way? Well, when when the ego, well, first it's it's good to understand that the ego is there and it's good. It's a good part of us. Okay. And the ego is there to protect us. It's oh, what keeps okay. us from harm. It's what keeps us um, in in line, right, with what society is asking us to do. It's what actually gets right. us to put makeup on, those of us who wear makeup, in the morning so we can look <laughs> good, so we can make a good impression, so we can make a good living, so we can earn money to feed ourselves, right? Okay. So yes. ego is important, so we don't want to dismiss it, but okay. the ego is sometimes uncomfortable with change and mm-hmm. uncomfortable with um, that which might create a challenge or a risk to our livelihood. So okay. whenever we are venturing out into doing something uh, different or unexpected or maybe a little bit risky, the ego gets nervous, and what it will do is it will ask us to play small, so that we can stay safe yes. in in the place that is that is good and true for us. So we want to really be sure that we're conscious of that of the ego's power and desire to keep us small. But it's, okay. it's not a bad thing. It's just its thing. It's just what it does. Hmm. So if we can just be aware of it and say thank you so much for your willingness to protect me and your interest yes. in in keeping me safe. 
end. However, I am going to make this decision, change this job, build this business, um, jump out of this plane, whatever it is, right? (laughs) Um, And you have to be the self, the voice of the self, uh, which is where our true source is, um, has to be louder than the ego. It really does have to come through more loudly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love the way I didn't I never thought of it that way before that the ego is serves a purpose and it it can keep us safe and yet that also um potentially can keep us playing it small and when we're doing anything yeah. that involves change or shifting um of course this is what you talk about in your book we have to um we have to push ourselves or we have to encourage ourselves to step outside of our limits and go beyond what we normally normally know like push that pain threshold in a way, yeah. in a good way, yeah. because that's that's yeah. kind of expand our horizon and expand our sense of self. Mm, well said, well said. Yes, and then w- whenever we do that, we start to feel a resistance. We go, we go, yeah, but what if? Or oh, <laughs> if, if it doesn't work? Or oh, it's too challenging? Or oh, it's, I'm too afraid? That is ego <laughs> at work. It, it is a good okay. part of it. It's a part of us, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people. They want to get rid of that ED, and they want to. They wish that they could just be fearless and move forward, but they really don't want to erase that part of them because it, it works for them in other areas. All you have mm. to do is honor it and accept it as as a very important part of you, and and ask it to um, please just simmer down as I make <laughs> this very conscious choice to be big. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yes, no, I love that um, because you, you almost like you can't go two directions at the same time. So I love the idea of just sort of asking it maybe to take a back seat while you get in the driver's yes. seat and, and go down this, this new path. And so that kind of brings up a couple questions for me. Um, first of all, I know that in your book you talk about secondary gain. So, for instance, we don't necessarily hang on to a, a habit that we have unless we're gain, gaining or we, we're getting something out of it, like there's some kind of value in it. And could you explain mm-hmm. to us a little bit more about what that means? What does secondary gain mean and why is it so important mm-hmm. in understanding in order to move forward? Yeah. So I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I don't claim major knowledge around that term. However, it is a phenomena of the human condition. So I always like to put it in simple terms like, If you're doing anything, regardless of whether it's good for you or not good for you, it's serving you. You believe it's serving you because Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. That doesn't mean it's serving you in a good way. It might be serving a bad habit. It might be serving an inner need, um, a lack that was existing for a long time, whatever. So whatever you're doing, it is serving you or else you wouldn't be doing it. So a lot of people get very frustrated when they think about, well, I, I, I'm, I don't know why I do this. I, it, it gets me sad every time, or it bums me out, or it hurts me, whatever. But I still continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can find the the secondary gain, as as we're calling it here, the deeper reason why you're driven to do that, then you're more prepared to understand your actions. And that's what this is about. That's what coaching is really about: is understanding, mm. building your awareness. Yeah, understanding what makes you tick, you know, so that you can be more prepared to fine tune your clock, as I like to say, and <laughs> and and it's just building that awareness. You 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 can't move forward or through something unless you know what it is you're moving through. Mm, that's so well said. Yeah, getting under getting that underlying issue, like what is it that's really making me do this? Right. You know? And and part of that I think is so so people will argue, okay, well. There may be a reason that I keep doing this, um, whether it's um, not being able to lose weight or not, if it's mm-hmm. terms of business, maybe they're not getting the clients that they want or something along those lines. And there we could there could be what we're talking about, the secondary gain. But I think what really people, what it feels like to people is they feel stuck. So mm-hmm. isn't that kind of the experience of it? Um, they want to change, and yet for, for whatever reason, they can't. They feel like they maybe can't move out of where they are because they feel stuck. And so I was wondering um, if you could tell us um, a little bit more about that. What does it mean when someone does feel stuck, and what are some ways that they can move out of that feeling of being stuck? Yeah. Well, okay, that's a good question. And And first, being stuck means that you feel like you don't have any options. Or okay. choices. Like if you're stuck, like think about like being physically stuck somewhere. There's no way out, right? Right. That you just you're stuck there. So um, 
when someone feels that way, it is uh, it, it translates to a belief that there's no options. And I say okay. we always have options or choices. We always have at least two, right? <laughs> um, and and people sometimes think they don't have any, and that is the ego helping them play small to stay safe, right? Mm. Um, however, I want to I want to address that when we're stuck and we feel like we don't have any options, it means that we also don't have enough information. Because if we had mm. enough information, we would see that we have options. So that information that you can look for is that below the surface information, that secondary gain info, right, that we were okay. talking about. Right. That may be, for example, a limiting a limiting belief or a habit or a practice of of doing something one way and not seeing that there was another way of doing it, a, a, a result of your upbringing or experience it younger. Whatever it is, the more you gain information about that, the more um, quickly you can eliminate the self-limiting belief or okay. um, or change the the habit or the way that you're doing things because that's what's underlying. That is what we're not fully aware of. So right. more information helps you get unstuck. Mm, I love that. And I think also what you were mentioning about coaching in general, like this is kind of the, the role that coaches serve, right, is to um, kind of be a source of information sometimes as well. I mean, coaches also guide, but there's sometimes it's mm-hmm. they can help you brainstorm, like maybe options that you haven't thought of before. And I think that's and something else that really um, resonated with me is um, this kind of reminded me of um, kind of the first part of your book, Jennifer. You talk about the words that we say. And um, isn't this also kind of related to the feeling of being stuck because we sort of set these patterns up for ourselves in the way that we talk to ourselves? So um, the words that we say to ourselves can be really powerful. Can you tell us why that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much to words. So much, I think, that we're afraid to acknowledge the power that words have because we're mm-hmm. so not using the power. <laughs> um, <laughs> words are energy. Words mm-hmm. are energy. And actually, everything is energy, and words are, are no different. And <clears throat> energy mm-hmm. attracts like energy. So if you put out energy in the form of words, which is really our most easily accessible source of energy, we put that out into the universe, if you will, and those words as energy will attract back like energy. So put out higher vibrational or positive words, and you Mm -hmm. will attract back like a magnet, higher (laughs) vibrational or positive experiences or people to make it so. Put out negative or low vibrational words, and in the form of energy, and you will attract back negative experiences to make it so. So, in other words, you say, "I'm so fat," and the mm. universe says, "And so it is." <laughs> I'm always late for meetings. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, I'm not going to get this job. Your wish is my command, right? <laughs> uh, anything that you put out there, the universe goes, "Well, all right." So why wouldn't it make sense to say, I'm gorgeous, Mm. I'm fit, I'm Mm. happy, I'm going to have an awesome day. I mean, how many times have we woken up and looked at the counter and go, oh, my God, this day is going to (laughs) suck. And sure enough, it does. Your wish is my command. (laughs) Yeah, your wish is my command. Your wish is my command. You you attract what you put out, and and, and Mm. words are the most easily accessible source of energy that we can use to manifest our reality. And it's just all in the name of energy. And it's all really a matter of choice. It's back to choice. Choose the words that are going to create the reality that you want. It's Mm -hmm. undeniable. And I think a lot of people uh, see the simplicity of it and they say, no, it can't be. But I encourage people, just try it. Just 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 try try it. What could it hurt to try it? And well, actually, I think it's incredibly powerful what you're saying, Jennifer. Um, and there are a couple of things that you are saying. First of all, I love that you say that words are the most easily accessible form of energy. Um, that's that's hugely powerful, and it's also hugely helpful for me to hear, especially when we're talking about, you know, if anyone's listening who's maybe thinking about health. Um, I mean, this is the wellness coach. Of course, we talk about many subjects on here, um, but energy is a subject that I, I talk about a lot, and I know that it's it's an, it's a subject that may, many people um, sort of wish, wish they had more of in general, and yet you're saying right here, here's a really... 
um, simple yet powerful way of accessing that energy and, and manipulating it and using it to your advantage. Um, I think it's incredibly powerful to say that. And then you talk about choice. Um, it's it's about it is about the choices that we make every day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and this is <laughs> talk about stuck. This is where people also get stuck because it see, it does seem so simple. We we yeah. make is, is it yeah. is it really as simple as hmm? I could make a different choice in this situation. I can go one direction or the other, and mm-hmm. and yet look what can manifest out of that. I mean, you have that that other really funny example in your book about the. You know, you were speeding, and the, the police over, officer pulled you over, and, and at uh-huh. first you were thinking of cursing him out, and um, and also thinking to yourself, why was I driving so fast? And then uh-huh. it, yet it happened to be around Thanksgiving, right? So you uh-huh. just you decided instead to embrace an attitude of gratitude. You made a choice to shift how you uh-huh. perceive the situation, and so when he walked up to you, you said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, um, I, I honestly have to admit, I have that still has not um, been one of the words that's come out of my mouth so far. Whenever a police officer has pulled me over, <laughs> but right. but you you didn't get the ticket. Um, you just got a warning instead, yeah. and you said he was yeah. incredibly surprised to hear that. So I just so the the, the idea of of choice. This is this is pretty. Um, you know, you say it's it's simple. The idea of what we say to ourselves could potentially be simple, yet is so powerful. And also the idea of choice. Um, it sounds simple, and yet those the way that we shift and make those choices can profoundly influence the course of our lives. And mm-hmm. I, you know. This is, uh, again, I think where a lot of us get stuck because we think to ourselves, how could it be so simple? Um, How could it be so simple as just making a different choice? Um, So what is the power behind making that choice, though? What is the the power stance behind that? Mm. So there is a power within all of us, if we're going to talk about power, and Mm -hmm. it is the opposite of the ego the ego is very powerful in doing what it does but there's another true self and that is i call in the book i call it the self and that is the one that comes and lives in and believes in and fights for joy Mm. and so when when we understand that our birthright is to live in joy that that doesn't mean that unjoyful things aren't going to happen to us, Edie. Mm-hmm. It just means that we're not going to let them create uh, stress or um, pain or suffering, right? We're, we're just, we're going to allow things to come in and, ex- and practice acceptance, right? And, and, and when we agree that that is our natural birthright, that our self is meant to sing, right, mm, then yes. we then we are able to live from that place and find the power. See, if we only live from ego, which a lot of us are walking around with big ego heads, walking just in the the place (laughs) of the ego, we never really get to see that there is joy. Mm, A lot of people live this way. I did for a long time. I mean, I'm I'm Mm. not going to lie. I, I... I didn't always think that joy was our natural birthright and there was it was possible all the time. And, mm. I, and I'm not saying that I live in joy all the time, but I will say this, that it is always at my fingertips if I want it. Mm. So just the recognition that it is available to us helps us find the power to choose. I mean, mm. you can't choose something that you don't even know is there, right? Right. So exactly. Understanding that our self is our is our at our at our at our source is meant to live from joy. That availability helps us to find the power to choose. Mm. And then it's it's really the the desire. It's it's like it's like okay, I can bang my head up against the wall <laughs> for as long as I want, as long as I'm willing to feel the pain. And then after a mm-hmm. while, I say. Is there a different way? Because this re- this pain is really getting to be a little bit much, and you look for a different way, right? Yes. So it's a desire to to remove a little bit of pain, and when that desire comes in, then you start to find the power. Desire is everything, um, mm-hmm. really, when it comes down to it. How bad do you want it? Right? Mm, and yes. I think that's where people go on soul searching journeys because mm-hmm. they desire more. Mm, I love that. And I think it is important to to remember the power of desire because and joy because I think we get so bogged down. I mean, our, our culture, 
I mean, you kind of talk about the way that culture influences influences us and sort of um, does kind of feed the ego as well. But um, I think we a lot of us have, are sort of out of touch with um, what is sort of again we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, um, bringing the color back into our lives, um, desire, joy, color. Um, what are things that that bring you enjoyment? What are things that are going to fill your life back with? Um, fill that color back in again and so uh you know there's there's so much pressure on us to perform and i you know i think a lot of times it it maybe makes people um sort of maybe fall out of their power because there is so much pressure and and instead of the focus being on pleasure and joy and i actually have um there's something else that you mentioned about being in the moment uh that that's where your power is um this is out of your book um this is a quote, when something negative happens and you react based on what will what will it mean for your future, you have missed the opportunity to control your present. You have lost your power. You gave it away. Poof. Um, that, that really struck a chord with me, um, that, you know, being present is about, that's where your power lies, is in the present moment. Isn't it? And it's so much, we're, we're so focused on the future that we sort of, we sort of miss out of, of where, where um, life is really happening. And, you know, again, talk about desire and joy, and you can't really experience it if you're not in the present moment. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because we were we were really trained to, to do, 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 do more, mm-hmm. strive for more. When you get that, go find more. <laughs> and, and, and it's really an, it's a never-ending, insatiable cycle, really, that mm-hmm. we're on. And yeah. so when we're striving for more, we're we're really always looking towards getting it, which is always in the future. And mm-hmm. therefore, we're not focusing on what we really have, yeah. and therefore not showing appreciation, and therefore not manifesting more as a result, right? So mm-hmm. we're always thinking, well, I, I want more, so I don't have it now, which means I'm in the state of lack, which attracts lack. Yeah. So to your point, uh, yes, if we can really, I think power comes when we're in the present. We've been taught to do so much that I think that the more, the, we, if we want to find the most power right now, <laughs> I find it by doing nothing. <laughs> this is and where I, I find I'm most powerful. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's the strangest phenomena, right? Like I think <laughs> that, that we've been taught you get powerful by doing more. Mm. And I'm finding that I'm more powerful by being, right? Mm. By just I love, being. Oh, I love that. And that also kind of reminds me of, um, you were kind of talking about kind of the way that culture, I mean, there's so much going on even with terms of like really big things like 911, you know, 911 mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, all the, the wars that, that seem to be ongoing. And there's this sort of almost feeling of um, being overpowered. And so it's, it makes no, it, it's no wonder that people maybe sometimes feel disempowered because there's almost like this, this, like we've swung too far one way. And I, I love the idea of, of doing nothing for a while and kind of, and see mm-hmm. what comes up. We get open mm-hmm. up that space and see what comes out of that. Yes, and I and I really like. I hadn't thought about the with all of the tragedies that we're exposed to, and how they affect our psyche and our ego and make us think that negativity is the default, right? Like the mm. world is just such a negative place. And yes. so when we're doing nothing, the most important thing we can do is not focus on that negativity and absolutely turn off the news because mm. we are being fed. Yes. That that's our that's our that's our fuel. I mean, you decide what what you're going to fuel your body with, right? To, and right. and and you'll de- and based on that decision, you will become powerful or you become disempowered. And your point about how all the news about the the tragedy that's going on around the world disempowers us—that's disempowering fuel. And yes. that positivity <laughs> and and meditation and reading books that that just drive you wild with passion and excitement mm. that is empowering fuel it's rocket fuel right mm. <laughs> so you get to choose again what you a- allow yourself access to now i'm not saying you're going to go out and not ever like you know know what's going on in the elections or what's going on around the world that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is be selective be thoughtful mm-hmm. don't let it influence you by default like all you know i i when i take walks Edie, i i'm a little bit of a voyeur I like to look into people's homes you know <laughs> around the neighborhood and it's really fun um and i don't look at what they're doing necessarily but i see a lot of tvs on and yeah. and i and i think about these people and i wonder what they're missing 
mm-hmm. by absorbing the TV. See, they think they're gaining, yeah? Mm-hmm. And what I really think they're doing is missing. And it makes me a little bit mm-hmm. sad because there's so much um, enjoyment to be had outside of the world of negativity that mm-hmm. that is being fed to us by the news. Um, mm-hmm. And we can access news and be informed citizens in a more selective way. And then we can pick up all the other good fuel that's available to us, like our own thoughts or meditation mm-hmm. or a good book or music, right, or a conversation with a friend, not on Facebook, but, you know, a friend <laughs> in person. Um, these are good things that fuel our soul, that empower us. Mm. I love that fueling our soul. That's a that would that's a good place to. Um, we're going to take a little break here, and when we come back, I think we should maybe let's talk a little bit more about that. What fuels our soul, and how can that be a catalyst for change? Um, we're going to take a short break. It's the bottom of the hour. We'll be back in a few minutes here on Blog Talk Radio. Feeling stuck? Try focusing on your strengths. Whatever challenge you're currently facing, try to use your skills and strengths to navigate your way. Remember past successes you have already experienced. You have the power to change your life. Coaching can help you guide you along the way. This has been your coaching tip of the day brought to you by The Wellness Coach on Block Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Are you trying to lose weight? Maybe you're trying to quit smoking or have trouble following through on your doctor's recommendations. Whatever your health goals or challenges are, wellness coaching can help you to achieve them. Wellness coaching is an effective, fun, empowered way to change your health habits and achieve lasting results. Visit portlandwellnesscoach.com today. You have the power to change. Wellness coaching can help you to achieve your goals. portlandwellnesscoach.com. Change for good. Welcome back to The Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and my guest today is Jennifer Powers. Jennifer is a highly sought-after coach, speaker, and author. She is a leading expert in helping professionals improve their confidence and competence so they can live and work at their full potential. She combines over 15 years' experience in management and entrepreneurship with masterful coaching skills to help professionals uncover their own secrets for success. So, Jennifer, you and I were talking about fueling your soul before the break there. And, you know, I think that's a really important point, and it's something that, again, is a way to, to help people to shift, isn't it? Because, again, our, our world is so full of there's so many appointments and there's, like, so much stimulation going on. And um, I think it can make people feel really overwhelmed. And um, I love the way that you talk about fueling your soul. And I'm wondering if you could share with us some more insight into what that looks like. Yeah. I think, again, it goes back to choices. And we have, we all have the same amount of hours in a day. And mm-hmm. we – I know I'm guilty of this, Edie, that – I could spend literally all day on the computer working Mm. because it's something that I think fills my soul. However, there are a hundred Mm. other things that fill my soul and fuel my soul, Um, Mm. like simply laying on the sofa with a good magazine, right, Mm -hmm. or or listening to just literally – have you ever tried – when was the last time you did this? I said this to a friend the other day, and she's like, well, yeah, duh. I lay down on the couch. I put Pandora on, lay down on my sofa, and just listened to music. Mm, I wasn't exactly. doing anything else, not yes. multitasking or anything else. I literally felt lifted up. 
right? Mm, I don't yes. do this very often. And it's when I do, when I curl up with a book or just listen to music and stop multitasking or turn off the TV and the radio and just chop Brussels sprouts, right, <laughs> and then roast them in the oven, yes. I'm, I'm fueled, right? I yeah. am, my soul is fueled. So, so yeah, I, I think that we get to pause, every day and ask ourselves, is what I'm doing fueling my soul enough, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, it might be fueling my soul. And is there something else that could fuel my soul a little bit more or Mm -hmm. in a different way? Because variety is very important. Um, So the answer for you will be different than than my answer and so on. What's important is that we're asking the question, am I Mm -hmm. fueling my soul? And if not, um, you'll have a laundry list longer than your arm of reasons why you're not doing it and mm-hmm. I say bullshit <laughs> that is you have absolutely every option and power um available to you to make those changes um so make the choice even if it's just for 15 minutes just do something yes. different for 15 minutes oh absolutely and and it kind of goes also, um, I was talking with another colleague about this, um, about self-care. So many of us are, um, we're going a million miles an hour, it seems, and we've sort of forgotten about ourselves in the process, that we have physical bodies that need taken care of. And this idea of, um, it's even called extreme self-care in coaching circles. And um, I, I love this idea of kind of kind of pairing that with, with slowing down and fueling your soul and how this can get you more in touch with your psyche which then can get you more in touch with your dreams, right? Mm. Which is then, isn't that kind of the whole point? Is to like, what is what is your soul, what is your body and soul, what are they trying to, to say to you? Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that, um, I really believe that our, our, our bodies and our souls have their own distinct languages. And, you know, when we're going a million miles an hour, we really can't hear that those voices, um, the voice of our soul, the voice of our body, um, mm-hmm. And we can like completely, you know, we can miss. There's so much that we can miss that could enrich our lives so much. So yes, yes. Well, actually, I think that we go a million miles an hour so that we don't hear what our souls are saying. Mm. Uh-huh. Right? So it's a, it's a little flip. It's like this is the choice. Again, we have choices every day, right? So I'm going to choose to go a million miles. Why? Because then I won't hear. Have you ever gone on retreat? Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever gone on retreat, they know that when there's nothing to do, no one to look at, no one to talk to, no TV, no text, no phone, you are faced with your own thoughts, your mm-hmm. own inner wisdom, your own um, loveliness and demons, right? So yes. people are are afraid of that, so they keep it. They keep it going. They keep it going. They keep moving, so that I mean, from the minute they wake up to the minute they go to bed, and that's a, that's absolutely normal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not it's not wrong or even ugly. It's just normal because it's quite frightening sometimes to be quiet with your own thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And and left without nothing to do but look inward. Nothing to Mm. look at outward, but just look inward. So, yeah, I think that we we make that choice to stay real busy. (laughs) And also, um, I was having a conversation with my partner uh, last night just about this, that we have a tendency to make other people's problems our own Mm. so that we don't have to deal with our own problems. Uh Right? Yeah. So worrying about someone else or or gossiping about someone else, it really is a coping mechanism to mm. not have to look at our own stuff. Yes, absolutely. We're oh, that's that is that that is brilliant. That is um I never thought about it that way. Um all the different ways that we distract ourselves. Um and yeah. some of them can even be uh you know, um they can involve other people. So um that w- yeah. whatever we can do to distract ourselves so, so that we don't have to face um, what our deepest desires and dreams may be, and yet at the same time, isn't that what we don't we all wish to have our deepest desires and dreams fulfilled? So yes, and it's, and, it's, and there's that dichotomy, right? There's the two yes. parts of our own of our one being, our ego and ourself. So our ego mm-hmm. says, no, no, don't go there. You might see <laughs> some light and bright and want to be big and right. And, <laughs> Venture God out, forbid. Um, and then the self's like, "Yeah, but look how cool it is over there," you know. And the ego's like, "Stay small, shut up." And the self's like, "No, but I really love that." Wait, looks, you know. So yeah, I mean that's the yin and the yang. That's what keeps mm. us in balance. Um, mm, so we just have to recognize 
which one we want to give voice to. Mm, oh, I love that. And giving voice giving voice to something isn't that incredibly powerful in and of mm-hmm. itself. Um, mm-hmm. What you give voice to, um, that that alone can empower you right there. And um, mm. you know, and this is kind of reminding me of something else you were mentioning in your book, um, kind of the natural flow of life. Mm. Um, flow. I know that when I first met you, Jennifer, you were giving a talk about flow, which was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about the this concept of flow and how. What we've been talking about, slowing down, um, maybe mm-hmm. giving voice to these desires and dreams. How is this related to flow? Mm-hmm. So flow is acceptance of mm. what is. Mm. Everything okay. is in flow. Flow is right. It's the way mm. we're supposed to live in flow, not resistance. Right, So I like to equate it, and in the book I talk about this, you can either live like a salmon swimming upstream right, mm. um, against the current, or you can be like a leaf flowing down the stream with the current. Yes. And you have a choice. Again, it's choice. So do you want to be and live and come from a place of flow, or do you want to be in resistance? And if you mm. think about any any situation that comes that comes your way, you can either resist it or you can accept it and be in flow with it. Mm. And whether mm-hmm. or not you resist it is that it, that's going to give you one life experience. And if you're yes. in flow with it, you're going to get a very different life experience. Again, choice. We mm. have so much control over our uh, ever our experience, not over necessarily what happens, but over our experience amongst what happens, that it's, it's terrifying, I think, to some people. When I think about mm-hmm. it, it's like it boggles my mind. <laughs> so this, this concept of flow is, okay, Am I? can I accept that which is happening as divine and in perfect order? Mm-hmm. That's what flow is. Mm-hmm. And, and indeed, when we do accept it, in other words, others, how other people are showing up, um, what the economy's doing, what the politicians are saying. Can we accept this? Mm-hmm. Not agree with it, mm-hmm. right? But right. accept it. And how is that acceptance going to affect our well-being? And how is the resistance mm-hmm. going to affect our well-being? Wow. So, again, choice, control, um, uh, not, not you don't have a whole, you don't have all control, but you do have control of your own experience. Does that make exactly. sense? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's where where um, a lot of this feeling of stuckness comes from, and not and and maybe not feeling like you're going with the flow is that there is so much that we can't control, um, mm-hmm. and it can feel overwhelming. However, we do have control over, like we were saying before, our reactions to these yeah. experiences, and that in turn is, is what creates um, our reality and also this sense of flow that you're talking about. Um, and I just I really love um, the image of, of the leaf floating down the river and the natural flow and that, that life has this sort of divine order and harmony. I've been thinking about this myself in terms of from a wellness perspective. Um, I've noticed that nature seems to not only survive but thrive on patterns and rhythms and I think this is possibly related to flow. Um, and our, our bodies, um, and I'm, I'm assuming our psyches as well, um, do best um, when we allow ourselves to find these natural rhythms and patterns and sort of go with the flow, as it were, um, as opposed to so, – so in terms of health, that shows up in, you know, the more you um, eat food, good food on a regular basis, just, you know, not too much at one time, just a little bit throughout the day, um, add a little bit of exercise in every day if you can and go to bed at the same time every day as much as you can and get get up at the same time every morning, your body starts to get into rhythm and you start to feel better, um, lo and yeah. behold. And I think that that sort of, that same, it sounds to me like that is flow um, mm-hmm. and that is, that's sort of getting into a healthy pattern of living and um, I like this idea of the go with the go with the flow. Um, this is, yeah. this is a pretty, this is pretty heady stuff that we're talking about here, isn't it? It is, and 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 it's also very um, woo to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I have I've come in in connection with this just recently working with a naturopath 
that mm. we are really one when you're talking about nature. We are one with nature. Well, we are mm. nature. I mean, it's not exactly. like we are. Sometimes we think we're we're separate from nature. We are absolutely <laughs> one and the same. I don't know, like, where yeah. we got that idea. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, um, the moon. I've been really focusing a lot on the moon. And like you mm. said, the phases and the patterns of the moon. Mm. And some, yeah. a lot of people find health properties or, or when they cut their hair or when women ovulate or when what there's so many patterns mm. that are it can be in sync with the moon mm-hmm, right absolutely. and the seasons look how the seasons are are i mean i mean just here in portland we do our own local right to be in flow is to just eat with the seasonal mm. crops right absolutely that's yeah that's what our body is is meant to be eating and mm-hmm. resistance is getting a hot house tomato have you had a hot house tomato lately <laughs> they're just terrible i have not that's resistance, right um <laughs> So you can you can actually see where flow lives and and how and what resistance looks like. It's it's mm-hmm. so interesting mm. if we pay attention, if we become awake. You know, Edie, yeah. what you're talking about is becoming awake mm. and in touch and connected. Hmm. Wow. That takes some dedication, doesn't it? It does, and yet I also find it thrilling. And I think this is this mm. is what I, my wish is for people is that um, they don't think of you know, becoming awake or becoming more aware or conscious or even even that big word enlightenment as something that is like scary or unknown. It's it should be talk about let's put desire back in there. Um it should be something that feels amazing and feels natural mm-hmm. and feels mm-hmm. thrilling. Um mm-hmm. it's your natural state of being. Isn't it? Um yes. I mean Eckhart yes. Tolle he says um enlightenment is a felt sense of oneness with all living beings and um yes. That is, uh, yes. I, that's the way I prefer to live uh, as much as possible now. It just doesn't it make life a lot easier when you go with the flow, especially when you're, um, you know, working on accomplishing goals, whatever your goals may be, whether they're health goals or you know business related goals or personal goals. Doesn't it make it a lot easier when you do go with the flow? It does, it does, and yet that that begs me to mention something that I think is really important for people to hear, and that's this concept I call right timing. Mm. And um, I I, I, I think that people will go with the flow when they're ready to go with the flow, Mm. when their soul is done resisting. Mm. And, and, And we have to be kind to ourselves along the process, in other yes. words, if someone is listening now saying, I'm not doing any of those things. I'm totally <laughs> in resistance. You know, be okay with that because that's just what your soul is meant to do. It's in right and divine and perfect order right now. Yes. So honor that. Don't berate yourself or flog yourself for not being in flow. Um, because right timing is very important that we honor as, as part of our journey. There will come a time in this life or the next or whatever um, mm. where you say, I'm ready. I'm ready yes. to be in flow. Mm, yeah. I love so that. So if it's not now, just hang tight or just hang just tight. um, you know, wait or also work towards um and and use the words that will manifest that readiness. Mm. Um, but be patient with yourself. I think it's important to say cuz not all of us are on the same timeline or the same journey. Absolutely. And I love it how it comes back full circle to um, the words that we say to ourselves and the the energy that's attached to those words. And yeah. and energy, you know, um, if I understand it correctly, this is what Deepak Chopra says, there's only energy and consciousness. So um, you can take the, the consciousness wherever you are in any given time and moment and, and use that consciousness to shift your energy. And, and like you said, be patient with the process because it's a journey, isn't it? And isn't the whole journey supposed to be enjoyable, not just the, the and destination it is and to remember that we're really here not to be perfect but to evolve and not even to Mm. evolve to perfection but just to evolve to the next level of our own soul's evolution right Mm. so um if Hmm. we can stop striving for perfection we're definitely going to start to be in more flow and Mm. if we can um start being kind to ourselves with the words that we use Right, um, mm-hmm. my partner Mark always says to me, "Be nice to Jen. I love her." <laughs> you know, um, I, and he yeah. has to write, "Be nice to yourself. Like use words that are kind to you, to, to you that that mm. you would use to someone else that you love." Mm-hmm. And um, and just remember mm-hmm. that you're in this evolutionary state, and and so it is um, mm. at your path, at your timing. Oh, I love that, Jen. That is so great, and that kind of leads me to my final question for you: uh, What mm-hmm. does it mean to shift? 
I mean, we've kind of been talking about it, but but in the in the sort of on an energetic level, what does it mean to shift? Yeah, yeah. I um I I I I I want to speak to it in terms of and I and I don't in the book cuz the book is is a little bit more pragmatic, but mm-hmm. um I'd rather go with in the tone of this conversation to talk about it in terms of vibration. Mm-hmm. And that is to heighten your vibration mm-hmm. to and and mm-hmm. all the things that we talked about today will do that changing the words right eating and you know being in flow with the with the seasons and and the synchronicity of the universe um um recognizing that you can can be um like the leaf rolling down doing things that fuel your soul right all these things uh, being with people turning off the news being with people that support you all these things that Mm -hmm. heighten your vibration will create a shift Right, mm-hmm. so sometimes okay. people say, "Well, I have to make a shift." Well, mm-hmm. what if you just did things that naturally created a shift for you? Mm, right. See. What yes. if it was a collective effort of tiny little um, changes that you make that can can change your vibration, the overall vibration, and therefore give you a different life experience? Right. Mm. So, so shifting really is in, in, increasing or heightening your vibrations so that you can have uh, a more joyful. Uh, journey and experience. Mm. Jennifer, I love that. That is um that's a really refreshing way of looking at it. Um just just shift into a higher vibrational uh way of being and um frequency and um that is that kind of I'm actually looking at your website right now, oshift.com. Um this just looks um really phenomenal. Um can you tell us a little bit more about your website, um the oshift.com um and you know kind of this the subject that we're talking about. This is maybe the more practical level of shifting, but um sure. I just I love the the idea of shifting in general is and I and I love what you just said too. Yes, yes. And I and I I want people to know that there are this book and and my intention is to meet people exactly where they're at. Mm-hmm. in their process in their journey. So, I can speak many different languages, like I say mm. along the continuum of of practicality <laughs> all the way to spirituality, and it's Absolutely. really exciting for me to be able to be that bridge for people. Um mm. and 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 so, oh shift is a very cheeky read as you've you pointed out. <laughs> it's fun, it's um it's real, it's uh mm. it's conversational and it's a very quick read that people are just mm. latching onto uh mm-hmm. literally around the world, Edie. And and, and I'm it's just a bestseller. So I'm grateful. I it, I'm yeah, sorry, it's an I Amazon bestseller. It, it, congratulations. That is <laughs> Thank um, you. That is Thank so awesome. Yeah, I just um well I can see why it is a bestseller. Um it is I would say it's a quick read but it's it you know I would definitely say carve out some time because there's there's some places that you want to slow down a little bit. Um sometimes you're going to be, you know, like we said laughing your ass off. However, there's there's, yes. there's things to uh, assimilate in it as well. Um absorb, I would say. Um Yes. But yes. it's uh, and it, I think that is that's so wonderful and it's so great also to be in that the attitude of gratitude like you're saying um, mm-hmm. with all the success. Um, but I'm just seeing here on your website you have all these different um, sayings that are coming up. Let's see if it'll flip to joy is yours, all yours if you choose it. Um, that's what you talk about at the end of your book, isn't it? Joy. It's about yes. shifting into joy. Yes, indeed. That that really is my wish. And mm-hmm. my intention to to live in amongst the chaos that goes on around the world and in my own world, um, I still choose joy as mm-hmm. often as possible. And we're not perfect, but mm-hmm. um, as often as we can, just to know that we have that option. So I hope the readers get that, and anyone listening gets that, that's always at your fingertips. It's always an option for you is to experience mm-hmm. joy. The control is within you, you know, to, mm-hmm. to have an experience of joy. And um, and I just I, I just really wish this for people to um, ponder and to talk about. People say they they read it again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Some people say you know there's only three words on this page and I needed three days <laughs> to process them. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah. So no, it's dense um, so, material too. It is. Oh, that's that's great. It's just it's so very good. light material, and yet it's it's very deep. I would say not dense. It's very deep material at the same time. It's yeah. very light. It's a joy to read. Um, it's it's mm. laugh your ass off funny, 
And at the same time, it is so deep. And, I mean, we're really talking here about kind of not only addressing the, the role that the ego plays, but also isn't this about the subconscious, like kind of like we're, we're shifting the way the subconscious sort of yeah. the way we've been programmed and this yeah. is yeah i mean this exactly this book that. um is a great way to sort of re reprogram your subconscious mind yeah. isn't it yeah and it's absolutely possible you you put it perfectly cuz we have mm-hmm. been programmed to who whoever's credit um <laughs> this is this is our programming and we get yes. to rewrite our story or rewrite the tape that's going on in our head and rewrite our reactions or or rethink our thoughts and our words and and that's what this book introduces people to and mm-hmm. and when they're ready they will and I'll be there mm-hmm. rooting them on every step of the way Edie. <laughs> um, I, I love to watch people have this experience. Mm. Well, I mean, and I can attest to that. And so, so your, so one of your websites, like we were just mentioning, is called oshift.com. That's O H S H I F T dot com. That's for our listeners who are listening on um, something other than Blog Talk Radio, like iTunes, for instance. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's oshift.com. Um, looks like you have like you have a tour coming up, Life Alchemy Week. Um, are those your your yeah, obviously the, your speaker? Anything yeah. going on right now? Yes, um, lots of exciting things in the O Shift world. The uh, workbook. <laughs> The Self-Mastery Workbook is about to be published and um, put up for purchase and download. And also, my partner, Mark Tucker, and I are working on O-Shift for Teenagers because there is such a huge demand from readership who's saying, please, something for my teens. So um, that that should be out this year. Um, Mm, What a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So, and of course, I I speak around the country to different groups, organizations, associations, corporations, um, uh, sharing the O shift message. I think that is so – and I just have to say, um, um, Jennifer, for anyone who's listening, is a phenomenal speaker. So um, you would be more than lucky to have her um, as your as your guest speaker So or your um, – uh, yeah, as your speaker. So And also, Jennifer, we want to mention um, your other website for coaching, uh, jenniferpowers.com. Could you tell us a little bit more about your coaching services? Yeah, sure. I work uh, one-on-one and in groups with professionals, entrepreneurs. I also um, coach coaches because um, <laughs> I just think coaching is just one of the greatest modalities of communication there ever was. So Absolutely. I love to teach coaches and, and coach them and help them build a business that helps others. Um, yes. And it's it's one-on-one. It's generally virtual, so Mm-hmm. It's over the phone, just like we're talking now. <laughs> and um, I, I, I've been doing this for seven years now, and it's absolutely mm-hmm. one of the, my favorite parts of my gig because mm-hmm. I, I literally can experience and witness and facilitate people shifting on a daily basis and just working with some amazing souls that want more. Right, mm-hmm. and so when when they're ready, I'm I'm here waiting. <laughs> it's a great great um, process. Coaching. I love the way you say that. No, I love the way you say that. They, when they're ready, you're there waiting. Um, yeah. That really is the kind of the experience of it, and I can attest to that as well. And and yes, um, Jennifer um, is not only a, a phenomenal keynote speaker. That's the word I was looking for, keynote, but also a phenomenal coach. Um, so I know that you coach people on um, like in the business world, but but you coach do you coach people from that are looking just from any from any point of view or like for personal reasons, for health reasons, is it for any reasons? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't do health. The health would be more for you, Edie, as a health coach. <laughs> um, I, I, I keep it to professionals and entrepreneurs. And what okay. that means is that doesn't mean we're not talking about life stuff. It just means mm-hmm. that work and life are so closely related and intertwined. Mm-hmm. So we're working yeah. on performance. We're working on um, competence and confidence and getting them to play a bigger game. They're not broken. Mm-hmm. They're just, mm. um, like we said, stuck, and they need more mm-hmm. information to see the options mm. that they have. So, um, yeah, and and I don't do like teens, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a, or uh, you know, divorcee. I mean, like you know, couples. <laughs> I do professionals who are ready to play a bigger game, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs who want to grow their business or become mm-hmm. more heart centered in their work. 
These mm. are the clients I work best with. Mm, I love that. I love that about like becoming more heart-centered in your work too, and I think that maybe is yeah. a component of success as well. Um, it, it, se- it, strikes, it seems to me that 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 can play a role. So it's definitely where we're going. It's mm. def- we have been head-centered in our business workings for, I mean, mm. not a long time relative to you know time itself, but for. <laughs> um, for several generations, and and it's time now. I think the world is feeling the shift, right? Mm-hmm. And it's time for us to 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 come from a different place in our work. And mm-hmm. if you look around, and if you, if you read, and you speak to people, and you're really awake and attuned to it, you'll see that the change is happening little by little. Mm. More heart center from the head to heart. And and thank goodness that it is. And um, yeah. I think there's – and talk about empowerment. I think there's a lot of power in that as well. And I think that has more to yeah. do with being in the present moment too, um, you know, that yeah. it's not it's not just all about sales, right? It's about the heart of the message um, mm. that, that business people and entrepreneurs are um, getting across to their clients. So, um, Jennifer, I can't thank you enough for being here. Um, it's just been Thanks. an absolute treat. And um, I just want to mention your websites again um, for your book, oshift.com, and for your coaching business, jenniferpowers.com. Um, thanks again. And, um, thank you. I will be uh I'll be seeing you around. Yeah, Edie, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Talk to you Enjoy. soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.